it, it's a British thing, isn't it? Like, uh, sir, um, I feel like we should be drinking a cup of tea right now and discussing how we're going to expand our empire. Yeah, so there's politeness. Now, you're from Eastern Europe and I'm from Northern Europe or England and there's definitely different cultural values, would you say? Yeah. I think where I come from, England, there's a lot of politeness, but a lot of it is phony. And I think where you come from, Serbia, a lot of people say what they feel. And some people don't like that, but I prefer brutal honesty over false modesty. Yeah, but I also think it doesn't hurt to to be polite. It doesn't cost you anything and it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, it's kind of like a double, double-sided thing, right? I think, um, especially, I think like, especially when you're, um, I think in business, it's always good to be polite and formal. I think with friends, um, you know, like you were saying, you, you prefer the brutal truth. And yeah, I, I, definitely. Can, I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we, we often say that we commoditize our friendship because we send each other memes during the week and then we meet up here once a week and this is where we get to spill our guts and talk to each other. So yeah, fuck. Like we only, there's only 27 minutes to go. What, what do I, what do I even, um, what do I even say? Like, like, um, We've been, I remember, I remember like uh, a few episodes in, we, we, we had this big thing about like, we, 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 it almost felt like we were ripping into Australia. We were calling it a paint job and all these things. But like, I think there's something about Australia that we both really love. I love Australia. I actually called my father up uh, two or three days ago and I told him 15 years later, thank you for emigrating me from England to Australia because I love, I love the life here. Like I think it's, I can't know for sure, but I think it's better than the life I would have had living in the UK. Cause it feels like there's more space here, more sunshine, more opportunity. I feel. Yeah. The sunshine you got to follow you got to follow the sun um, and get sun. And like, there's something about like something about like the Australian culture, something about it is like, I don't know. Cause it's like, it's like they're all off spins, right. Of, um, of basically like British culture. Right. You could even argue that America is a big time as well. Right. Um, and they've, like the common the common denominator is like we could say like even Canada and all these countries they all they all speak English right but there's like uh, they they all kind of have their own flavor of like culture but there is like a, there is like a common denominator right yeah there's a common denominator but there's also like different flavor to each one and. Um... Mm. Yeah, I guess America and Britain are like more populated and there's more like Australia is like 20 times bigger than the UK and it has a quarter of the population. So that's what I mean by like space and um, it's less crowded and 
polluted and there's yeah, more room dude, for yourself. Speaking of that, did you hear about like the the news? It's pretty big. It's been news for a while, but like I don't know, it's coming up again about like Elon Musk is bringing like the Starlink satellites and like basically like I don't know how much of this is like uh how how accurate it is but I feel like it's something that's going to happen and like even he sounds like he's going to bring it to market first you know with SpaceX and all that but basically these satellites that go that uh enable internet across like I, I, I hear the, the beginning is sort of like going to be so that immediately like Australia's got some pretty good infrastructure in terms of like no matter how rural you go most places have electricity and water and if all of a sudden you've got internet um that's decent internet that's that's pretty cool and it like is something that I can see possibly changing the sort of like population concentration in Australia is big time coastal around these metropolises, right? So it's something that I've even been talking about before. And it's like my sort of vision I saw for a future of Australia, like a lot more decentralized and a lot more people living on on the land self-sufficiently and it's like i think this i think the only thing that's sort of like holding maybe most of us back is like the internet right because the the city has the sweet sweet fast internet but really like who gives a shit about having super fast internet i mean i don't that much as long as i can um I don't, I don't really play games. So like if I just have enough to be able to like talk to talk to people like this sort of thing and like get whatever information I want. I mean, that, that to me is like enables like a radical change in like, uh, you know, uh, almost how, almost how we, uh, live basically how we, we live instead of being concentrated around cities around like the around like the citadel let's call it of the cbd with the big towers and we all sort of like citadel. live around that in one way or another um yeah I, i'm seeing potential for that but it is something that i romanticize a lot you know living on a farm and all that sort of shit but I, I how, would, how would your life know, change if you didn't have much. the internet Oh, basically completely. I feel like I live in the internet. I I yeah. live I live I I I like for me physical physical reality is just what I need to like I just need to eat and shit, but like the rest of my mind I think is like I'm I'm off in the in in in, in another realm basically. And yeah, the phys- this physical realm is just like, you know, I have some people that like I, I see and interact with like my loved ones. Um, but every, every, every other way, basically I'm, I'm off in, I'm off in the, whatever you want to call it. Like the Where do you think this reality is? Because I guess it is in the physical world, you know, like the screen is in front of you, but it is almost like a, a portal into yeah right so yeah we could say like yeah it's like it's enabled by like these cables and like i don't know these server these server farms that like i don't know amazon and like um 
and Google and Facebook all have like these massive buildings with just like fuckloads of computers and it's like yeah okay maybe there's some ones and zeros represented there right now which is where me and you are coming from right now if you're listening to us whatever you downloaded us from one of these probably server farms or whatever google's ones if you're watching on youtube and like uh it's uh it's it's incredible spot we we sort of find ourselves now because i think it's like a it's like a twilight uh twilight sort of uh zone right where um and it's something that you know it inspired us to start this venture right because we were like oh wow well now we can basically um we could just have a conversation and we can basically um compete with uh well not really i mean i don't feel like i'm 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 like but it's like the same platform, right? And we've kind of also talked about this before when we were talking about like all the late night hosts and the Jimmy Kimmels and all of that or whatever, great people. Um, now they're also, I think last time I checked, doing their stuff from, from home and it's kind of like, uh, it's just one big global village and it's just like, we can all just have a chat and um, discuss, uh, ideas right ideas are the ideas are the other commodity right that's what that's what we talk about that's what we discuss and um certain ideas excite us more than other ideas and it's like uh let's see where the momentum takes us it's just funny to me like if, if we if we adapt and move into this kind of space where most of us are spending our entire days and nights in this world this computer world it's like most of us are just sitting here like this with a mouse and a keyboard and a screen and it's almost like the physical world has kind of become redundant and i mean once we go so far into that world you literally just have the smallest house possible so you could pay the cheapest rent possible so that you could basically spend your time in cooperation with this machine and uh, yeah like you say the major biological needs are like shitting and eating and one i would add is procreating because i remember from from the uh from shelter as well yeah (laughs) but it's interesting that we have this hierarchy we have this different like component to us though nick because like i remember when i was 16 i got bullied a bit in high school and like i turned to video games that was my shelter that was my refuge and Mm. i was able to like hide away in these games in these pseudo yes. games these pseudo worlds where you shoot people and um i remember thinking to myself when i was 16 17 years old i would pretty much be happy to like spend the rest of my life doing this because i wouldn't have to face like the, the real world and that this world is way more predictable and way more um enjoyable to me at that point in time and the only thing that actually got me out of that world was that i wanted sex i wanted like i wanted to be with mm. a woman i wanted to know what that was like i was a virgin when i was 16 so i didn't know what that was like and that was pretty much the only thing that kept me from basically committing my life to video games so even though like we have this connection with technology i think there is this biological uh connection we have as well that um you know it's it's i think that's why we haven't completely naturally become a technological society even though obviously we're it's heavily integrated into our lives you, you don't still think this, we're we, we don't, we're not a no, technological well of course we are but there's still this sovereignty that we have over technology and i'm not saying it's because of our sexual energy but i mean 
you could call mm. it sexual energy, but it is like our energy. Um, I don't know much about Kundalini energy, uh, but uh, maybe um, mystics and gurus would, would call it that. It's like the energy that rises through the body and often can be used for sexuality and creativity. It's like our life force, essentially. Yeah, and this yeah. is like, I think in some ways, incompatible with excess use of technology. Maybe not incompatible, but I think it, it causes us to want to seek mates and friendship um and and keeps us in the physical world it keeps us connected to the physical world because i think yeah i i have a feeling that our biological rhythm changes when we spend like all day at the computer it's like we we're less in sync with the earth and more in sync with this technology but i find that like when i get in sync with the earth like when i sit in the sun or when i like experience genuine connection with someone like they are like the moments that have the most meaning for me um even though i do use technology like you like several hours a day i, I actually think we're going to be more of a hybrid society than a society that totally uh commits to technology because basically like uh we yeah i get what you're saying right and i'm yeah. I'm, I'm following along and like uh the the thing that i see right now is that we all we all connected to these, I'm going to call them data streams. Right. And, um, basically the, yeah, that's that, that stream of data that you, are um, exposed to let's exposing yourself to, um, that is going to affect your mood, the decisions you're going to make. Um, basically, how you gonna how you gonna live your life um you you is like you you follow what i'm sort of saying and then yeah, like yeah. people 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 choose to tap into different like data streams i know for most people it's it's going to be facebook provides that in one way or another um they're they're a big provider of that um and basically uh, yeah, we're sort of talking about it comes up a lot, like Silicon Valley. Um, and if you if you look at like uh, what what these are, what what these companies are providing for people is like some sort of uh, some sort of like lexicon of like data that they that that they assume like, you know, this is where people start talking about AI and all the, all this sort of stuff, because it's like a lot of times these algorithms are trying to basically, um, uh, find, make, make it as yeah. stimulating as possible yep. for you to want to, um, invest your time in it because that's another thing that we always do say here. And I believe that deeply, is that time is our most precious re resource. So if you, if you, if you have some, something, whatever it is that uh, you find worthy to spend your time on, it's like uh, that, that, you know, money, money, you can spend your money on something and it can be a bad decision. You can make your money back, but once you've spent your time, you've spent it. That's it. Mm. And it's interesting because, I'm, I feel my work is right in a Vesca Pisces where I make films, which obviously involves large, extensive periods using technology, but it wouldn't be worth it and it wouldn't even happen 
because uh, I'm not an animator. So therefore I work with humans and I film humans and then I work with the technology to make a product and then feed it back to the humans. And that human element remains ever present. And I feel like I'm right in the middle of being a tech baby and also a human being, someone who walks the earth. And there is like a certain rhythm you can have between the two where you use technology effectively and then you take breaks, you go for walks, you talk to people. Um, and this is like the most inflow I've ever felt because I didn't really enjoy school. Um, I enjoyed traveling the world, but uh, now that I'm actually working for myself and working with technology and finding the right balance, I am feeling a sense of greatness prevailing because of how the technology enables me to share things with the world because now you can reach everybody. And this is the thing that I don't feel that we have gotten our heads around yet is that you can reach everybody now. Whereas before you could reach people yes. locally, but we don't know what to do. We're, we don't know whether to get excited or to freak out. We don't know if we want to reach everybody. And if we do want to reach everybody, we maybe don't know how to reach everybody. And we're all playing this crazy game and it's so spontaneous. Like we haven't figured it out yet. Like obviously there are vines and memes and videos and things go viral all the time. And sometimes it's something I, I remember for instance on Reddit, I don't know if it's still like this, but the top post of all time was some guy saying test posts, please ignore. And when, when that guy posted it, some guy saw it and just said, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to upvote this. And then the next guy upvoted it and then the next guy and the next girl and the next guy and the next girl. And all of a sudden it became the top, reddit thing in the world so like that guy didn't expect his thing to go viral and it's like this chaos theory element to it where we don't know what's going to trend what's not going to trend and then i think we're all in some ways seeking that um reunion and that connection with other people and we're using technology as a means to reach people and to connect with people and we're still figuring that out we're still in our infancy with that yeah and yeah, the, basically come kind of bringing it back to full circle is like the, the, there's like massive, the, the thing that I think a lot of like, I don't know, let's call them like organizations or Silicon Valley or whatever. The thing that most people are interested in is like data, right? So this, uh, they're like, uh, so it's like, if something's free, you, you're the product. So you're using Gmail, it's free. Um, and you know you're happy. You know, I got a I got a free email service. It's it's pretty good. But if it's free, same with Facebook, same with Twitter, whatever. You're the product. So the data um, for your email, whoever you're interacting with, email, whichever, um, whichever. Uh, I don't know, email, freaking whatever newsletters you subscribe Yahoo. to whatever <laughs> yeah like google can see all that and they can use that data you know they probably figured out uh you know lee is this age uh he's a male he's like he lives in this location this is where he like access his email from and that data means something to people who are advertising and they they sell that data and it's like uh, a lot of for a lot of um for a lot of uh, for a lot of these, basically, um, basically all of Silicon Valley, as from far as I know, is built up on just harvesting data, and that has a value. And um, and then 
yeah, people, people, people make trade that and make decisions on it. Um, and it's almost like I read this article. I remember saying like data, data is our new religion, right? Because uh, that's, that's the thing that people, people like use the data, like a Bible almost to try figure out some sort of like scripture in it and consult it for, uh, tell us which direction do we go in? Like, it's like the fucking, the, the star in Bethlehem or whatever the fuck, um, you know, the Bible stories. And that's, that's the thing we're following to get to the, to the promised lands of, of God. Yes. It's such an interesting moment. This is like the first time maybe, maybe ever in society where we've had this thing that connects us all and it's a grand experiment and we're, we're seeing where it goes bit by bit. Like I can see there's definitely adverse effects of technology. I can see there's many pros as well. And I do think it's how you use it. I think you can have a good relationship with it and, um, you know, still have a really good, wholesome life. Because the easy thing is, is to, yeah, is to get overwhelmed, right? Um, right. And so much info. Yeah, yeah. And it's, Infinite and it's info. moving very quickly. And I think a lot of people are coming online from all over the world, right? And I think it's exciting to see, like just the the concept of these sort of like satellites that we can put in the sky and like cover most of the world with internet access. It's just like, wow, all of a sudden that really, I feel like really, really changes the game. And I feel like the incentive is there for, um, for, for any company to, to provide that even at their cost um, because there's all this data together. If you're going to be, um, the internet service provider from the, the skies. Um, I don't know how it's going to work, but I know that uh, there's a incentive even for, for someone to provide, you know, like it keeps, it, it comes back to, you know, the, the free, the free, sir, even if it is free, it's like, uh, well, people use it and there's uh there's, there's value in like uh, basically um, the, the digital it's almost like digital dust or whatever where humans like they leave some footprints and um they you can you could call that metadata about data about data and that's uh that's super valuable to a whole range of organizations for whatever reason they they look at it like tea leaves and they make uh decisions right tea leaves yeah yeah so put what, RT leaves, man. Like they're like that. But I know there's like a reference where people like read tea leaves or something to like. Yeah, make, as a make, tool of divination, a psychic tool. Just yeah, like tarot tell cards. me more about that. Well, I don't know much about tea leaves, but I know with tarot, the idea of tarot cards is um, when you it helps you activate your intuition. So when you look at a card, and if you have a certain question or a certain subject in your life that you're meditating on when you look at the card, you might get the devil card, for instance, this is the example I always use. And um, the devil card doesn't necessarily mean that the devil's coming for you. When you look at the picture, your mind will uh, autocratically go towards like, maybe it's the baby in the devil card because there's a, sometimes a baby depicted in the devil card because the devil usually means death 
and that there's this rebirth. And it's all about your interpretation of the card as you read it. That's important, not the actual pictures of the card. Like we look at things too physically, but it helps you basically access your spidey sense because before you can even think, spidey you go, baby, sense. yeah, you go baby or you go, no, it's actually the horse that I'm interested in or the sky or whatever. Um, and then you basically channel what comes through for you. And this is like a ancient tool as well as the I Ching, as well as tea leaves, uh, palm reading, etc., for accessing your intuition, which is your greatest gift. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. And it's that intuition, right, that makes us look or look at like certain images or um, uh, listen to music and like have having a reaction to it and like feel something. And then that may affect the decisions that we then um, choose to how to spend our time. Um, later on right and that's sort of yeah. like bringing us full circle about time time being our most precious commodity and speaking of time being our most precious commodity we're starting to run out of time here and yeah. um is there anything else uh speaking of time you would like to you'd like to say lee to 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 wrap us maybe, up here maybe for we'll our wrap last up few on, minutes maybe we'll wrap up on um what it's like running a podcast and maybe what our experience has been like because i think that's very important and we don't often talk about it because we've just been perpetually growing the space yeah. we create and uh, I mean, it's, it's been very... an enjoyable process right yeah yeah and it's exciting right i feel like we're on the cusp of like um this new like uh epoch let's call it of uh podcasting i think like uh you know you could you can look at like something like uh um joe rogan right he's the big meme in podcasting what he's done is absolutely incredible started from like i'm pretty sure started from his place or something with a bunch of friends and like a lot of people have gone to like create basically careers out of their podcasts and um now i'm starting to see even like uh big corporations they're getting involved in like the podcast space like it looks like where we're headed is um you know everyone's everyone's just kind of like everyone's almost got a website everyone's got a podcast soon and i think that's uh that's uh something uh that is yeah that, that we're both excited about so so obviously i don't know where it's um, going we we've got a lot of work to do on ours but you know we've gotten it to this point now where we've got a, a dozen or a baker's dozen worth of shows mm. it's instead of focusing on what we can do better because we know a lot of those things what do you think we've done well so far um showing up and doing it every yep. week now so it's been 13 weeks so it's just like show up show up and do it i think that's the biggest uh that's the biggest um that's the biggest thing right um you i think you're gonna have you're gonna have an idea if you if you're thinking about something doing something um it could be you know it could be like uh something you want to do um, the idea could be it could come from anywhere um but as long as you feel excited about it and you stand on your own two feet about that and say, okay, I'm going to do it and put in the work. I think what happens is you become surprised by um, 
the value you create because um, everyone, everyone's unique and everyone's got something like uh, something of their own perspective to offer. And immediately I think that is scarce and anything that's scarce is valuable, right? My good sir. And that's what we have. And that's all we have time for this week. So tune in again. And I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to add in like to wrap it up with the sir thing. It's like, uh, and you know, anything that you create that's uh, valuable, anyone can then come and exchange their time for, which is the most professional, uh, precious commodity they have. So that's kind of like my way of wrapping it up full circle. Thank you very much, Lee. I'm going to hand it over to you to wrap it up for us and say our goodbyes and see you next week. Goodbye. See you next week.